0: Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. And I'm honored now to speak to Paul Trella, a journalist and former anti-apartheid activist who has written extensively about important people in the anti-apartheid struggle. Hello. Hi, Paul. How are you?
1: Hi, hi, Sharice.
0: Hi. I'm just introducing you. I'm not sure how how strong the line is, but I'm hoping we'll be able to have a discussion about your uh, friendship with Hugh Lewin you recently wrote a very touching obituary for um, Paul would you mm-hmm. like to tell me where, how and when you met Hugh Lewin
1: I, 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 I left school I, I, I left school at the end of 1958 and, uh, and then at the beginning of the academic term in 1959 I went to Rhodes University where Hugh and his partner Miss uh, Pittman were uh, a year ahead of me. And they made, uh, 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 they made a very big impression on me. And uh, I, I, I began to understand South African social and political relations very much through my connection with them. So it was the connection at university that was very important for me at the beginning.
0: Both of you were very young when you were arrested. Um, Hugh went to jail, as did you. You were in, both at Pretoria Central. How many years were you in jail?
1: Um, uh, well, uh, I, 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 I served a sentence of two years, uh, but there had been a very lengthy period of 90-day detention with interrogation followed by a lengthy trial and before then. So altogether I was in for nearly three years. But for Hugh, it was a, a seven-year sentence.
0: And, of course, Hugh had been betrayed by his best friend, Adrian Lefwich. Um, how did he ever come to terms with that?
1: Uh, 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 I'm sorry, uh, and the line is difficult. I didn't actually get your question uh, very easily.
0: Uh, Paul, I was saying uh, that uh, Hugh was betrayed by his best friend, Adrian Lefwich. Yes. How how did Paul, how did um, how did Hugh come to terms with that betrayal?
1: Well, uh, and the situation was that um, uh, uh, Hugh, Hugh Hugh was uh, already uh, an active member of the National Union of South African Students (NUSAS), which was a, a body mainly of white English-speaking students. Not entirely; there were some black members at Forte who were also members and, and at some other universities as well. Um, and um, uh, Hugh in uh, nineteen fifty eight had I think become the uh, uh, regional secretary for USS in the eastern in the Eastern Cape. Uh, 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 being a student at Rose. Uh, but he, he had already become very friendly with someone who uh, uh became uh, the president of NUSAS uh, at the conference in Cape, at UCT in July 1960. This was after the Sharfah Massacre, and this person was Adrian Leftwich, who was a very active guy uh, uh, who was Jewish uh, and, and uh, a, 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 a very active uh, leader. And I became, you uh, uh, became uh, Deputy uh, uh, President of USAS in uh, 1960
0: as, uh, as uh,
1: Deputy President for International Relations and I took his position uh, as as Regional Secretary of, of USAS for the Eastern Cape so uh, it, it was in a period of very sharply intensified political uh, conflict and political tension in South Africa. Hi
0: Yes. Uh, um, yes. Um, uh, carry
1: on. Um, and 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 uh, uh, what happened in that period is that events catapulted into each other very very rapidly uh, because of the nature of the Sharpeville massacre. Uh, what it, what that had demonstrated, um, because the uh, the Pan Africanist Congress had initiated. A struggle against passers, including the burning of passers, which had led to the shooting dead of nearly 70 people many mostly and shot in the back uh at a near for uh, it was quite clear that the uh, previous policy of of uh, uh, principally of the ANC, but it was also the policy of the liberal party for non-violent struggle was not going to be adequate against a state that could shoot down at will, and so there was a, a, a mass, a, a, a general turning towards forms of violent struggle, on the uh, on the part of the South African Communist Party, which had been banned for ten years by that time, on the part of the ANC, which joined with the Communist Party in in in, 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 uh, in taking that approach, um, on the part of the Pan Africanist Congress, and. Uh, among the principally uh, white English-speaking Liberal Party members uh, and the younger ones, they felt that they should make a similar kind of a move, um, not towards warfare, but towards the use of violence as a protest. And they then uh, uh, received some uh, training from a a, a former British soldier called Robert Watson uh, in in, uh, the techniques, for uh, bringing down pylons and other forms of sabotage of uh, installations. But they were not intended to uh, kill people.
0: for we have to take a break here. But when we come back, I'd like to look at the the tensions, if there were, between the different ideologies, say, amongst um, Jewish freedom fighters. Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. And I'm talking to Paul Torella, who had a very close friendship with the anti-apartheid uh, activist Hugh Lewin, who passed away. Paul, um, you were talking about the ideologies during the anti-apartheid era. And I wonder if you could just tell me, was there tension amongst Jewish anti-apartheid fighters in terms of ideology? I think there was, uh,
1: it, I think there was extreme conflict. Uh, on uh, an ideological basis or basis of political philosophy, however you wish to put it. And it operated in various directions. Um, on the part of the South African Communist Party, uh, which had been formed as the Communist Party of South Africa in 1921, uh, it was absolutely loyal to whatever was the uh, ruling outlook at that time of uh, the Soviet Communist Party. It was totally faithful to it uh, uh, throughout the whole of the 20th century uh, after it was formed, to everything. And now, uh, that that then created a a, a, a variety of problems. But it also had one important quality, uh, and that is that it was way, practically, the first non-racial political party in a realistic sense in South Africa. And that came from uh, the 1920s. So from the 1920s, the Communist Party was non-racial, and it brought together black South Africans, it brought together South Africans of Indian extraction, both Hindu and Muslim, it brought together uh, colored people and it brought together whites. Uh, And and, and that was a great strength. Um, It was not until 1953 that the uh, Liberal Party of South Africa was formed, uh, and it was formed uh, on a non-racial basis. Uh, However, uh, its program was for a qualified franchise, unlike the uh, outlook of the, the, the Communist Party, which, insofar as it was looking to a parliamentary uh, future, it was looking to universal franchise. And then, in addition to that, there was a further ideological difference which took shape between 1958-59 1950, with the split from the ANC of the Pan Africanist Congress, and that was because um, it, uh, the, the, the Africanists rejected the coming closer together of the ANC with. Uh, then-illegal SACP, uh, partly on the basis of the non-racial character of the uh, SACP and its affiliated organisation or uh, organizations, the Indian Congress and the Congress of Democrats, which uh, had white members, and the Colored People's Congress. So, uh, the PAC did not wish to have any such relationship. So in that way, there was very significant differences in,
0: um, uh, in political philosophy
1: or ideology Paul do, um, you, Paul do you feel that Hugh was an unsung hero of the struggle uh, uh, sorry Cherise I've got a bad reception
0: here what if you could repeat that uh, and I'm, I'm being told that we have to end the show as well but uh, very quickly do you feel that Hugh Lewin was an unsung hero of the struggle
1: he was a great hero of the struggle a great hero of the struggle uh, a, a, a very good, decent man, a, a superb poet, uh, and a man who uh, in many ways was inspirational, uh, at least as much now as he was at the time.
0: Paul, we have to end it there, but um, we will be speaking again Um so pleased. I'm just saying goodbye for the moment, <laughs> but uh, we'll pick up this conversation. It's an important one, and also um, look at your own relationship with Morris Isaacson, but we'll follow that up in a separate interview. Paul, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Cherise. Thank you very much.